dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source. We are heading into a grand final tomorrow. It is a grand final eve, I guess you could say, a public holiday here in Victoria, even though we can't do anything still in lockdown. And lots of things happening this week, Source, in that world. But we're here to talk footy and we have a grand final tomorrow. Hey, Pez. Yeah, right, Pez. It's uh, definitely been a different grand final week, Pez. Uh, you and I were talking about this early in the week and I was having this discussion with a range of people this week is... It's got a different vibe this this year, um, and I don't know whether that's the lockdown or the week, um, you know, the week break in between the grand final, but I feel like there hasn't been as much build-up as uh, years previous. There, there definitely hasn't been, because you, you usually watch the news or all the footy shows during the week, and there's big things to go, but because it was a two-week break source, there was not much to talk about in that first week, and I think it kind of uh, put a, a sleeper on the whole thing. Uh, later on of course we're all still very excited about the game but uh, I just do wish if these two teams were in the grand final that uh, it was the build-up was in Melbourne because when you're going to work and you're doing all those things or going to different events that's all the talk and the vibe around the city is just amazing so uh, I'm sure if we were over in Perth at the moment maybe some of the Perth listeners would be able to fill us in that maybe that that vibe is getting up and about They're, they're excited they're getting a chance to have a grand final uh, I'm not sure it'd, it'd compare with what would be happening in Melbourne. Yeah, really interesting one, that, Pez. You know, you've seen around all the news and uh, the amount of people that are painting their, their houses, their fences, and there's just uh, there's that sort of vibe still strong, but it's been going for two weeks. And I think, you know, originally I was a big fan of having um, the week break because it allowed all the players to get healthy and similar to what the uh, NFL do. But I'll be honest, Pez, uh, I think that has been the, the big uh, crusp of why it hasn't been so um, so much of a hyped event Um not because it's in Perth, but the fact that is, last week I feel like they were trying to, you know, um, you know, skate around some of the big stories. There has been um, no real injuries that where people normally there's like, you know, they've got seven days to get ready for the for the big game, and I think that they they've been a little bit reluctant to to run some of the big stories, running that they're worrying that they'll run out of time and uh, running out of things to say, and it definitely has been. Um, yeah, it hasn't been as good, Pez, and I think it, it definitely has to do with the week the week break. So get rid of it. Get rid of it next year. Right. So, yeah, week break and, and not COVID. The only thing I saw in the injury front, which is pretty funny, was an interview with Stephen May where he <laughs> goes, I'm, def- I'm definitely not missing this. Uh, and then he goes, oh, shit, I better say the, the team thing here and go, oh, I'll, we'll, of course I'll do whatever's best for the team. But at the start, <laughs> he was adamant. He's like, I'm definitely not missing this. We know he's going to be running out there on Saturday uh, night, our time, and Saturday twilight Perth time. So uh, it, it is pretty exciting. You've got some players that, you know, have been omitted. Uh, and some Bulldogs that are they're vying for that medical sub spot as well. So that's very interesting when Melbourne uh, are going in unchanged. So uh, big a, things when we get into a previous. Third week in a row unchanged for them. So that's that's big news for them. Yeah, and it's uh, definitely an advantage when you can get that, uh, you know, uh, little structure around and you've got all the players that are playing and you know exactly what you're doing. You don't have to change anything at, at all. So uh, big advantages there. Um, the two-week break. Also, we had the coronavirus scare over in Perth where, um, well, they did sell the other 10,000 tickets this week uh, when they went public as well. So it's a sellout, but there was a scare that they might have had to move the grand final or no crowds or whatever was happening. So that 
if that did happen, imagine having that week break and instead of just playing the grand final last week, that would have been a huge mistake if something is to happen. Yeah, it's one of those things that the Premier came out yesterday and despite the uh, the New South Wales uh, truckman that had a positive case, they are running ahead with it. It would be one of those um, huge marketing blunders if, if they were to put postpone it one week to, to make sure that they could have an event and then a couple of days before it got shot down in flames. But, uh, you know, the, the Perth government has been fantastic with this and despite all the, you know, the... Uh, interruptions during the year that they've had and allowing people in and you know the you just look at the the crazy schedule that the Bulldogs have had over this final series traveling in and out and quarantines they've done a fantastic job and I'm really looking forward to it not the grand not the night grand final as such but you know a grand uh, night game at Perth Stadium it's a spectacle stadium and it's it's really good that SPS can get it up uh, up and running for it Pez. Yeah I hope uh, the the pre-game stuff I'm hearing that the the longest kick is going to be around 3 p.m our time uh, during the day and then in Melbourne we've got I guess the Melbourne Storm in the prelim uh, to watch at 4pm and then head into uh, the grand final there but uh, no visitors at your home or anything like that you can't go to a pub so uh, we're kind of stuck to, to Zoom, uh, Webex, whatever your, your video call of choice is. Zoom calls, picnics out in the, in the backyard pairs and uh, I, I have a feeling there'll be a few people uh maybe manipulating the rules as much as they can. Those single bubbles might come into play a little bit more than they have previously. But, uh, you know, you can't, you, can't, um, you can't risk this sort of stuff with coronavirus. You know, you've got to stay home. You've got to stay locked up and enjoy the spectacle how you can. For, for sports fan, Pez, it's exactly what we want for a Saturday afternoon. As you said, you've got a range of different things. They'll have the grand final lead-in all through the day, have a barbie going with, you know, your family or whoever you're living with go into the longest kick, get into the, the NRL and start things off with a, a Melbourne win and then go into hopefully a back-to-back for me, Melbourne win, Pez. Oh, no, there we go. Early May or Melbourne and Melbourne. Melbourne and uh, Melbourne. Very interesting. The Let's, um, I really want to get into this uh, preview of the game source, but before we do that, Michael Voss was named uh, the, the coach of Carlton. So um, just a quick uh, you know, opinion on that. Um, I mean, it's really good for Voss. I think Voss um, was put in, in a, a terrible situation um, when he was appointed the Brisbane Lions coach, you know, way back when. And I think that he has done the right things. And it's, I'm really happy that he's got a, a, a um, you know, a second chance at it because he's gone and he's gone away and he's become, you know, assistant coaches. He was had a really, you know, pivotal role in um, what they did over in Port Adelaide with, with Ken, uh, Ken Hickley. Um, and in learning um, a range of different things, not only how to lead, but how to delegate, which was a really important thing that he's come out and said. It's like when he took on Brisbane, he realised he was having too many hats and he didn't know how to delegate as much. And that was one of the big lessons that he learned from it. So um, it's exciting times for, for Carlton because um, it sounds like, you know, for, for the first time in a long time, Pez, and you and I had this discussion, is they've actually got a coach and it's, it's, it's important to have a coach going into the trade season. The, the trade season is only four or five days away. And, you know, you need a coach to be able to, to anchor yourself into a really positive um, trade market. So positive signs for, for Carlton. Thanks for the uh, short opinion there, Sauce. That's awesome. Um, no, but I, I agree, Bossy. Uh, he's actually had an apprenticeship now and has uh, really, played a really important role over at Port Adelaide. So uh, I think that he um, can come over, you know, move his family down to, to Victoria and uh, do some good things at Carlton because they do have some talent on the list and they've got some... Uh, some players that need to kick up the ass and, you know, put in, put in more effort on the track or whatever it might be. And uh, Vossi can be the man to do that. So uh, Carlton have something to look forward to. They can have their banners up in the off-season. Uh, we're coming. 
whatever they want to do. So uh, <laughs> there we go. We got, we got to speak about Carlton in a grand final show. Uh, so there you go, Carlton fans. Yeah, they'll be very happy, Piz. And uh, you haven't had to dig at any Essendon fans yet, so they'll be uh, even more happy, the Essendon fans, that you've mentioned that the arch rivals are not Essendon. So. Uh, but, Piz, we do have to get into the main event and, uh, you know, an absolute spectacle. We've been talking about this all year. And realistically, Piz, it's it's one of those uh, games where generally you don't always get the two top teams, but you can say that both of these teams have been two of the top four teams all year round. And we get into our massive grand final preview. Pez, are you ready for it? Let's get into it. All right, we start things off. We've got Melbourne as the home team, obviously finishing top of the ladder. Melbourne taking on the Western Bulldogs. The book, book, bookies have it as a dollar sixty-four favourites to Melbourne. The outsiders are the Western Bulldogs. But Pez, as we know in a grand final, anything can happen. The line is very short at minus seven and a half. The over-under is 154.5, Pez, and it's been debated all week, well, for the last fortnight, nerves. How will this game unfold? I'm looking forward to hearing your input. Yeah, well, uh, you know, quite quite heavy favourites, I guess, at $1.64, whatever you um, said there, Source. So Melbourne, uh, happy going in, in there. As we mentioned, no changes, all right? So very important, and you've said for the whole finals, no, no changes. Uh, Alex Keith comes in, who's been a really important defender uh, for Melbourne, and Cody Waitman comes in after that head knock uh, in the first final. So Ryan Gardner omitted, unfortunately, for Alex Keith. We've got Vandermeer, who's been omitted for Cody Waitman, and Scott as the Medi sub. So uh, if you are an Essendon fan, Vandermeer probably coming to the Bombers next season, and he might uh, fit in at that Medi sub, get a medal, and uh, come and show what a Premiership medal looks like to those Essendon players down there. Really disappointing for Vandermeer. He's had a really great season when he's been able to get into that side. But, you know, with a, with a side as talent, you know, and it always happens with grand final week when you, you've got a team that's made the grand final, there's always some unlucky people. But I think Vandermeer's an extremely unlucky one uh, to, to miss to miss the spot there. Yeah, and no one's going to hold it against him that he's leaving. Like, if he is, you know, the best player available, uh, Beveridge would be picking him and yeah. he'd be playing him no matter if he's leaving or not. So uh, I think leaving doesn't. Help his, help his case. Um, if he, there's two players and they're even and you're thinking, I can't split these two players, the choice of him leaving is probably how you split that. So um, Vandermeer, unlucky. Uh, he's, he's, unfortunately, he's got to hope for a, a little niggle or, a, or an injury before the game, but uh, he'll be there uh, in force anyway. Um, we had Nathan Jones who went home as well, who wasn't going to be in the best side for Melbourne. Um, so, so that's happened as well. But no hard luck stories or heartbreak stories for Melbourne. Uh, a couple for the Bulldogs, uh, especially with Gardner, who's you know filled in well for Keith, but Keith's been the better defender all year. Yeah, Keith was always going to come back into that side, but you, you mentioned injury niggles, Piers. We head over to Melbourne side, and there has been a few little injury niggles. Uh, at the start of the fortnight, uh, one of their intra-club games, Charlie Spargo went down with a, a bit of a rolled ankle, and uh, it seems to be recovered well, and it was more of a precaution. And we've also had the question mark uh, surrounding uh, Stephen May. So um, there, there's two of those things, and, and it's obviously not as a big overshadow as uh, normal grand finals with only the week to recover. But we do have to mention that they have been a little bit of injury niggles throughout the week. Yeah, and watching Stephen May in that final, uh, in that prelim, when he did the thing, they didn't sub him off straight away. So that's a big positive. They got him to run around again for another quarter and a bit. So uh, because he was able to get out on the ground, I'm pretty confident after the fortnight rest that, that he'll be right and ready to go. Um, and a really important All-Australian defender for Melbourne. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Pez. I think that, you know, if it was a major concern, he would have been subbed out straight away. But the fact that uh, he, uh, you know, he outplayed that game and then throughout the week he's been training fine, there's been no real 
Um, there's been no real reports of, of him actually struggling. It's just more the fact that he did go off injured in that game and subbed off. So it gives the, the media something to talk about. Pez, we look at both of these sides and we've you know analysed both of these sides all year, the style of play. They play uh, a very similar sort of uh, midfield battle. And I think that this is going to be a grand final where, you know, unlike uh, a range of different years beforehand, that the midfield battle, whoever wins the midfield battle, is going to take control in this game, Pez. What are the, what are the keys to, to Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs taking out this premiership? Well, you, you look at Melbourne and they've got their two keys, their, their two favourites as they were for the Brownlow. You've got Petrarca in there. He's got X-Factor as well. He's a goal kicker. You've got Oliver who's been hitting the scoreboard as well. So them on the inside. Uh, but on the other side, you've got Bulldogs with a lot, a lot of running players. So Bailey Smith's going to be really important. He's had an amazing final series. Liberatore uh, to try and get that contested ball. That'll be a good battle. Uh, with Oliver to see who can, you know, get that ball going forward and get some good good ball movement uh, so the, the other team can't really defend it. And uh, Bonson Pally, I think he's, you know, he had a knee scare early in the final series. He should be right now with uh, plenty of time for that to heal. He was, he was good in the prelim final as well, so uh, he can also play forward and go from there. So uh, that's a midfield battle, but the big advantage Melbourne has... Uh, what is it, Source? It's the defence, Pez. It's, uh, they've got an extremely strong defence there, Pez. Uh, and <laughs> it's it's something that doesn't play into the Western Bulldogs' favour either because if you look at their forward line, it's not a strong, strong forward line, but the way that they control the defence and the way that they move the, the football through, you know, quite um, opposite to, to the Western Bulldogs, uh, move it through that midfield with that they, Western Bulldogs sort of favour that, you know, handball frenzy inside-outside that more calculated move, I think it definitely suits uh, suits the, uh, the Melbourne Demons there. I was about to say the Western Bulldogs, but definitely suits the Demons there with uh, those two, uh, you know, pivotal uh, pieces down back. But that back line full stop has been the number one defence all year. Yeah, 100% the back line as well. Um, especially with Gorn as well going back there. I think it'll be a good battle in the ruck with uh, Gorn and Stefan Martin there in that midfield uh, going from there. But I think Melbourne have the advantage because... Gordon's probably going to win in the rough, but then he's also going to win around the ground and, you know, going back and going forward. So Stefan Martin, if the Bulldogs are going to win, he's going to, he's got to play an absolute massive role uh, in this moving forward. But um, I just think Melbourne watching their final series, Bulldogs watching their final series, that Melbourne are the ones uh, to watch because uh, the Bulldogs let Brisbane move the ball against them. Could have easily lost that game. They ended up winning by a point. But Brisbane were able to move the ball through the midfield and they weren't efficient going inside forward 50. We've seen through the final series, Melbourne, very efficient going inside forward 50. Not so much to Ben Brown and Tom McDonald, kind of being used as, as you know, baits or um, decoys. Neil Bullen, Spargo, Sparrow, Fritch, all of those sorts of things. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, Pez. I, I sort of tend to agree with you in terms of what the way Melbourne play and the, the way that they generate inside 50s through that fast-paced, running the pill, you know, that high-risk, high-reward football we've sp- spoken about most of the year. The Western Bulldogs are a little bit more calculated, but I think actually if we, we you know, take away the midfield, we take away the defence and the ruck and we've spoken about, Melbourne are the superior team in a range of categories. We took it. We look at the ruck, the ruck you know, um, uh, battle that they'll win that, the midfield battle, you know, that's pretty sort of even whoever gets control of the midfield is, is in and gets control of the ball is probably going to win you look at their forward line and their fence they've got the tick 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 the only thing that I, I worry about for Melbourne actually taking out this game is the coaching battle now we, we've spoken about this uh, a range of times before about you know beverage whether he is a good coach or whether he's not but we've seen throughout this final series the way that he can adjust and the way that he makes teams you know really fearful of uh, the, the style of play that they're, they're going to play 
has generated. If Melbourne are worried about that and they adjust the way that they play, they're going to lose this game. So it's really important that, you know, the Western Bulldogs probably are going to put another number behind the ball and they're probably going to cause that sort of extreme pressure. If Melbourne adjusts, they're going to lose. All they need to do is go out and play their midfield game and, you know, continue that, the midfield battle and the dominance that they've had for, for the whole of the year. Yeah, it's very interesting uh, up in the coach's box this week. Uh, and I, I don't know what I would do against this Melbourne side uh, and, and where I would go with that. So Beveridge uh, is in a lot better position. He's, he's seen Melbourne a couple of times this year and uh, he's seen them throughout the final series. So he knows what his team's capable of and what they need to do. And they really need to put pressure on the ball handler because uh, Melbourne have just been able to hit targets down the ground and enter their forward 50 uh, unopposed uh, in the end there. So uh, big, big battle there. Uh, I'm looking forward to it and I've, I've had the most excitement now then from the last two weeks. Usually I'm excited all the way leading up to the to grand final, but now that we're finally speaking about it, Source, this is going to be a really, really good game. Yeah, and, and I think, Pez, you know, fairness to, to the week, there's been a lot going on this week too with the protests, the earthquake. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, had a, I had a wisdom tooth pulled out, so I've been a little bit... Uh, uh, down and out, but Pez, it's it's you know one of those things where as soon as you start talking about, it, you, you can hear the excitement and you can hear, um, you know the, the, this this uh, this grand final really has a potential to to do anything. Whoever gets hold of that football is going to really put themselves in a commanding spot. You look at across the the whole list, there's a, a range of you know, you know and. Do not take offence to these Western Bulldogs and Melbourne fans. There's a lot of no-namers. There's a lot of key parts that just do their part. As you said, you know, in the previous Pez, just a, a range of money ball players where they just fit the role perfectly. You know, they, they look at the, you look at their top six stars, they're both elite. Their midfielders are elite. You look at, you know, down down back, they've got some really key pieces coming back in, in, in Keith, uh, that, as well as May, and there's a range of different things there that obviously, you know, construct a really good defence. It's, it's a really exciting game, and... I think that the the bookmark the bookmakers have favourites towards Melbourne, but I don't actually think it's as close as that, Pez. I mean, we know that the Bulldogs, when they get on top, they're very hard to, to stop once they get rolling. Oh, yeah, and the Bulldogs, their midfield, they can, they can roll all day, but it, it will be the defensive pressure that's put on in this game. How will it be? It'll be really intense at the start like it is from every grand final. When it settles, who will come out on top and who will be able to move that ball forward better than the other side. That's the team that's going to win the game. And if you're going to want to mention um, some other teams, you know, they had their season over and it's all of that. All North Melbourne fans probably going for Melbourne with, with Benny Brown in there, going from wooden spoon to premiership player. You've got um, Hawthorne fans with Mitch Hannon, probably don't like him that much. So they're probably going for Melbourne as well. And Collingwood fans probably aren't going for Trelaw in the Western Bulldogs. So they're probably going for Melbourne. So I think Melbourne have a, a few more supporters on their side this, this week. Yeah, possibly best. Um, that and the fact that no one likes the Bulldogs, so there's that as well. <laughs> um, oh, there's a lot of a lot of people that do love the Bulldogs, and you've seen the houses painted and all that thing. We painted the town orange in 2019, but it's divided uh, between the colours of Melbourne and Western Bulldogs. I mean, they've got the same colours. It's blue and red, yeah? <laughs> Just different shades. <laughs> Just add some white in there. Add some white in there, Pez. Do you think the uh, the premiership experience from some of the Bulldogs players is pivotal during uh, this this game? Obviously, seeing how it unfolds, obviously in a more high pressure situation with the game being in Melbourne, as opposed to sort of you know the the low key final that has been uh, the SBS Stadium. Yeah, experience always comes into a play. They've got um, some premiership players in there from 2016, and and continuing. From that, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne's experience in terms of uh, you know getting flogged in a prelim final over at this uh, ground with uh, against West Coast uh, in 2018, and then coming through and dominating the qualifying in the prelim final, 
Uh, I think they're both, you know, experienced lineups. They've they've been been playing with this uh, pandemic happening and and lots of things going on. There'll be a big crowd, and I think it's it's a really even type battle in terms of that. I don't think the Bulldogs get a, a big boost from that, uh, but we'll see on the day. And which which way do you think the the crowd is going to be favouring towards? You know, we saw obviously in some of the finals coming up that Melbourne have had a really intense following, but we know that the Western Bulldogs uh, fans are coming in numbers, and they have uh, travelled across the the country during their final series. So, do you think there's going to be more of a a home crowd advantage to one team or the other? Oh, that's really hard. That's really hard to tell because both games are or all games, I think that um, except for the Bulldogs, Essendon, where Essendon were the majority fans. Um, I think it'll be pretty even, uh, to be honest, uh, to go from there. But we'll see on the day and see who's been able to get onto tickets. <laughs> He's been able to sneak across the border there, Piers. <laughs> in, in saying that, Sauce, um, uh, I think that Melbourne will, will get the win this week. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, I've been against Melbourne for, for a lot, but I think they're going to win the premiership. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I tend to agree, Pez. I think um, they're one of those sides that I did actually pick the Bulldogs at the start of the year to, to win the premiership. But... Uh, that first week of the finals, the way that they um, just looked so elite, Melbourne, uh, and even against Geelong, I hadn't seen a team put it together like they have in a long time, and I think that they have uh, what it takes to win their first premiership in, uh, what is it, 56 years, 64 years, <laughs> something like that? So Geelong had their season over, mate. You don't have to mention them every week. Oh, settle down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on. All right, so we, what we have to do, Sauce, is we've probably got to put our money where our mouth is and get into the bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said... All right, mate. I'm just looking at my hair in the in the Zoom. Uh, we need the hairdressers to open, mate. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, are you doing that because you can see my hair and beard at the moment? I feel uh, <laughs> a lot less, uh, definitely with the, some beard envy this week, Pez, with uh, Max Gorn looking very manicured over <laughs> in Perth, being able to get it done. I am uh, looking a bit like a caveman myself, Pez, so you might need to get on you the outside. You've got to do you it can yourself. Do your beard. You give your beard yourself. I wouldn't touch my hair because... Um, you have only much got a few haircuts left. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, see what happens after that. But um, that, that's a pretty special discussion about hair. But uh, get into the actual specials. Yeah, let's definitely get into the specials, Pez, because that wasn't as special as uh, normally interest in the show. Cyril <laughs> takes a special and goes bang. I don't usually look into the bottom corner, but I saw myself in there and I was like, oh, what's going on here? Um, but we get into it. Sports bet, they have the same game, multi-saver. You've got up to three refunds per match, three to four legs. You, If one leg fails, you get a bonus back. Five to six legs, you can have two legs fail. And seven plus legs, you can have three legs fail there with sports bet. They've got the BYO AFL grand final bets as well. So, so interested to see if you um, had a look into that. You can, you know, request a bet. What what give me a price for this this and this to happen and and they'll do it. Um, tab AFL Grand Final same game multi special uh, with the bonus fifty back. They've also got and this is a good one source the venue mode exclusive head to head special. So go into any tab venue, bet on your team head to head, and say lead at half time but lose, you get a bonus bet back up to fifty bucks. So take advantage of that source here in Victoria. 
Ladbrokes, we head to. They've got a three-plus league same-game multi as well. If one league fails, they've also got $2 lines. So if you're going to do a line bet, Ladbrokes is probably the place to be because it goes up to 2 bucks instead of the $1.90, $1.91 that you get at other places. Uh, Ned's same game multi, three plus special, and the two dollar lines. We know they're the same company, and uh, go from there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like some of the sports bet. Bring your own um, AFL grand final um, bets. There, pairs not always um, good in terms of value, but it's good just to see what people are thinking. And you know, obviously, if someone has put that bet down, um, you know, it's made it to the, the the actual app, then someone actually thinks it's going to happen, and it's a good little insight into what people think are going to happen. Um, I haven't put it down, Pez, but there's a really good one. Uh, just two bucks. Melbourne to win. Melbourne most goals. Melbourne player, the Norm Smith. Just a little two-bucker one there. I don't mind that one at all. Uh, but uh, it's, it's you know, it, as you said, it, it's bring your own um, AFL grand final bets for a reason, and they give you those different categories. Up to $5, 5 to $20, and then there's the old uh, 51 to 101 markets. Well, and what about what about more than that? Uh, I've got the, uh, the biggest bring your own bet here, Source. Bulldogs, one to 39 very possible. Tom Liberatore, first goal. Mm. And Adam Trelaw, Norm Smith, $501. Wow, that, that actually seems a lot more likely than um, <laughs> than those odds suggest. Obviously, there's the a pressure's bit, in there. There's Liber, Liber kicked the first two goals in one of the finals this, this thing. He did too. This for, thing, for the Bulldogs. This thing. <laughs> this, this final series. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, Pez. All right, let's get into it, Pez. Uh, how are we going to run this bet slip? Because it is a little bit different than we normally have. We've only got the one game, the last game, a little bit sad for us, Pez. Run us uh, through what the structure is going to be. Uh, we haven't spoken about the rules, so just uh, bet what you want. <laughs> um, you, you can have, uh, I don't know, five, six, uh, whatever whatever you want, source, including Cheeky in there and... Uh, and that's it. Yep, so the standard rules for us, Pez. We've got no <laughs> rules. To, this way I can't break any rules. Oh, we might start things off, Pez, with um, we both said that Melbourne is going to win. So we might start things off with, uh, I guess, the winning markets, the head-to-head or the line market. So let's get into it first, Pez. I know that you've got a head-to-head market there for sure. Tell me who's going to win this game. Yeah, I do. I've already said Melbourne's going to win the game, so I'll put my money there. Um, $1.64 on Sportsbet, but $1.74 on Neds. So I've gone over to Neds, put the max 50 on that, uh, for a turn of $87, and uh, I guess I'm, my, my money's barracking for Melbourne on Saturday. Yeah, I'm the exact same, pairs. I haven't gone with the head-to-head market. I like the line at minus 7.5. I think that this game, you know, just like all the other finals, if they can break open, they can break open, and Melbourne can score quite fast. And as soon as that uh, that back is broken by the Bulldogs, I think they'll um they'll, they'll take out the, uh, the chocolates there. So I've gone 25 on Neds at the $2 lines, minus 7.5, pairs. Well, there you go. Enjoy that. I might um, I might go next source. I'll put a little same game multi together as well in uh, Melbourne versus the Bulldogs. I've gone the the alternate. All right, so I've gone the alternate handicap. Melbourne plus twenty four and a half. So because I think they will win, even if they don't, I, I can still get that leg up. I've gone the total game points, and it's very dangerous in a grand final. But being over in Perth and uh, these two sides, I think it's going to be over one hundred and thirty one point five, and I think it's going to be under one hundred eighty one point five. So I've got a fifty point. Uh, buffer in there for it to fall in between those three leagues together. Power boosted that, and it's a dollar seventy. What, what was your total line? Sorry, there. Pit? Are your total over under? Over one hundred thirty one point five, under one hundred eighty one point five. I mean, you should be pretty good there, Pez. You know, five of the last uh, the grand, sorry, five of the last six grand finals have gone under one fifty five and a half. So, very interesting. You haven't got much of a margin to play with if uh, history is against you. <laughs> No, we'll go from there, but uh, hasn't been over at this stadium before, so I think it'll be uh, higher scoring at night as well. 
Max very, 50. Very good there, Pez. I've gone with a three-leg same-game multi for mine. Um, I've tried to stay away from putting the result in there um, in a couple of my bets because we know that if you lose the the, the bet um, in terms of the game, then it puts you in a really tough spot. So if you miss Pickett, which we've done plenty of times during this this final series, Pez, where we've missed the actual prediction of who's going to win. So I've gone with Christian Salem to get 20. He's been on fire coming off that back line. Jack Viney who's uh, a very, very good uh, value at $1.60 to, to get 20 or more, and considering last game he got 28 and the game before he got 22, oh, sorry, uh, 34 in the last one. And I've gone with Christian Petrarca to keep his form alive and get 25. I'll put the max 50 on that, Pez, at $2.15. Yeah, well, there you go, Sauce. You've, you're liking the disposal markets and going from there. I've, um, I think I've stayed away from the disposals this, this weekend because you've got the 15-plus and then the 20-plus. Uh, you, d- you don't know how contested and what's going to happen. So um, best of luck there. I might go into my next bet source. And what I've had to do is I've had to put my $25 bonus on um, from from Ned's from a, a couple of weeks ago. And I've just gone in the Norm Smith metal market source. And I was looking at Bailey Smith at a good value of $15. But if Melbourne win, like I think they're going to, Bailey Smith isn't going to be able to do that. So Bulldogs have to win if a Bulldogs player is going to get it. So I've gone with the biggest X factor, which is Christian Petrarca. Uh, he's playing six bucks. I've got $25 bonus on that. I think if he gets, you know, 20, 25 disposals, kicks kicks two goals, uh, he can have a really big impact. I don't think Max Vaughan's going to kick five like he did uh, in the prelims. So I think Petrarca is a good shot if Melbourne can get the win. Yeah, I love that bet, Pez, uh, but it's a really terrible odds that you got there because I've done the exact same with my $25 bonus bet, and I've put it on earlier in the week, obviously. So I've got uh, Christian Petrarca at $7 for the bonus bet, but I totally agree. And I think it's a media award, Pez, and I think that there's no chance in this day and age you watch um, any of the, the finals that the Bulldogs and Melbourne have been, uh, been playing, that one of those big players don't get it, especially when it's a media award. They love the they love Tracker, they love uh, Ollie Wines, uh, sorry, Ollie Wines, they love... Um, um, <laughs> Clayton Oliver, they love uh, um, the big bond. So I think one of those big names definitely gets it. And I'm doing exactly what you said, Pez. Going with one of those blokes is going to get 25 or so, a couple of snags, and, and make a huge impact for the game. So I've put my $25 bonus bet at 7 buck odds. No, we can't have the same bet on the North Smith medal source. No, we, we don't. I've got better odds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't get any better odds because I did it today and I couldn't look at any other agencies because my bonus bet's with Neds. So... Um, go from there. I've got the, the three bets now um, there at the moment. And my last one source is my Cheeky. Cheeky. Now, this one, uh, as, as I said, you never know what's going to happen in a grand final. It's going to be high-pressure situation at the start. And I think something just might slip out the back and uh, get a nice little mark inside forward 50 to kick a goal. And I've gone first goal scorer at $17 uh, to go to Melbourne and go to Charlie Spargo. So I've put a Cheeky 10 on that. Charlie Spargo. Oh, I like that one. He's, he's good value to kick a goal anyway. I think he's about sitting at $1.80 or $1.90 or something. So that's really good value, 17 bucks for the first goal, Pez. Uh, while we're staying cheeky, Pez, I might do the exact same. Cheeky! And what I've done, Pez, is I've looked at the, the Western Bulldogs and looked at what uh, one of their deficits is. And one of their deficits uh, this year, they've definitely been struggling against those smaller forwards. So I've gone, as you said, a little bit cheeky and a high-scoring game at Optus Stadium. I've gone with Petrarca to get 20 or more, so he should do that in his sleep. Because I pick it, our man, to kick two or more goals, and he's a bit of an ax, ax, X factor. You know, Duray will be playing on him, and I think he'll uh, get off the leash a little bit there. And then the other forward, the other smaller forward, Bailey Fritch, to kick three or more. That gives me odds of $9.03, pairs, and I've whacked 25 on that one. Feeling pretty confident. 
Well, there you go. Cosy Pickett, two goals. You know, he kicked, kicked the two in the prelim. You, you'll hope for that minus line as well with Melbourne. And if the Bulldogs come out on fire, uh, you'll be in trouble with a lot of your bets. So <laughs> it'll give you some more hatred for the Bulldogs. But um, there we go. Is that all your bet slip? Because that's all mine done. That is all my bet slip, Pez. Yeah, we are done and dusted, ready to go. The only other thing um, we, we really have, we've got our bets, we've done our preview. I did want to speak about the uh, competition that we had running, you know, the line bets throughout the season because in the prelim final source, I got two up on you and we're even. We are even, Pez, and it's a bit unfortunate that I'm going for <laughs> Melbourne getting in first. So, <laughs> uh, No, I'm on... I'm on Melbourne as well, but can, can I? Can I? I have to be because I've got my money there. I can't be going for the other. Well, team, well, so. you actually, you haven't put a line bet down, so you've only put a head-to-head. So you could go for Melbourne by a point. Yeah, I could, but I'm not going to. So <laughs> I think we're both going Melbourne, and that's disappointing. And both being punters, that we're going to call that a draw for the year. Uh, I'm sure we'll find something else to bet on throughout the throughout the mark, <laughs> Um, but what we might need to do, Pez, we might also need to talk about um, our Brownlow, uh, Brownlow form and, and what we are going into this grand final in terms of percentage-wise and uh, staked and returned for the year because, Pez, we've had another positive year and unless something drastic happens, we're both going to finish in the positive. Yeah, well, looking at our bets, our four bets or whatever we've got, unless we do some live bets and get some really high high ones and lose. <laughs> Which is a very, uh, po- a- very big possibility, Pez. <laughs> <laughs> We should definitely be positive, but uh, I staked $190 on the Brownlow source. Return 156 I was disappointed. My strategy didn't work with the uh, the big goal kickers, Darling and, and Franklin, uh, kicking big bags of goals. They didn't get the vote source, so they gave them to the midfielders uh, this season. So it was disappointing. Return 156 minus 17.89%. For the year, I've staked $5,170. I've returned $5,562.92. ROI sitting at seven point six percent source under that ten. Under that ten, but once Melbourne win on the weekend, Pez, you'll be up over that ten, so we'll be laughing. Uh, I, for the Brownlow, I staked one seventy five, returned one hundred nineteen dollars and thirty eight cents, an ROI of thirty one point seven eight percent. Started off really well, Pez, but then a couple of my uh, future bets, I guess, result bets, you know, top three as well as um, the Zorko to get over Group B, he ended up losing that by one vote, so that was really um, disappointing for me. Uh, Callum Mills obviously took out Group B, so a little disappointing. But as we said, it was a bit of fun, and I'm glad that we had a Brownlow show, Pez, because, um, yeah, the one that we record, we actually went down in, uh, <laughs> in ROI. <laughs> the first time we had a negative one, so but that is punting. So for the year, I've staked $4,595, returned $5,407.98, an ROI still pretty huge, Pez, of 17.69%, aiming for that 20% if I can uh, tear up sort of four, uh, four, posit- four wins this weekend. Yeah, you might be able to get there, which is which will be a massive result. Uh, and then we'll head into our next podcast season, which will be, I don't know, our fifth season doing this. And uh, we've had win after win after win every single year. So it's looking like it'll be the same this week. I don't think I'm going to go into any live bets. So even if I lose every single bet source, I'm going to be up um, for the year, which is what you, what you plan to do at the start of the year. And we plan for 10% aim, aim, aim high for 20 if we can get there. So you've got a chance to get the 20 I've hopefully got a chance to get the 10 and we can uh, tick that off the list for this season. Yep, another tick in the books, Pez. That's uh, f- that'd be what four and oh, four and oh, four positives, which is uh, fantastic for the pod. Uh, and you know, you're right. Looking into season uh, season five for us, and also looking into some of the the trade talk that starts very close after the grand final. They don't really let them uh, celebrate too long, do they, Pez? No, you you sent me a message I think earlier in the week. Trade radio starts in this many days, and I was like, 
well, it's this many days to the grand final. What? It starts as soon as the grand final's finished and that's the answer. Yep. It starts on the Monday. So, uh, <laughs> J-Week Radio, they're ready to go. We've got some news happening in the off-season of players leaving and that. So, Source, if you're up for it, we could actually do a, uh, a little show as, as well uh, heading into there before uh, we call it quits for the year and go on holidays in our lockdown state. Well, since there's a lockdown, pairs, we actually should get together, uh, you know, virtually, of course, uh, after the grand final and review uh, a Melbourne victory and talk about our success of me hitting 20% and you hitting 10%. And, yep, just get us going right into that off-season before trade radio, and, so I have to be pretty quick. <laughs> and, and, the, and the line bets, we could have a, a big result there because we've both picked Melbourne, so we'll oh. both finish on... Uh, 98, 98 all for the end of the year. So we'll have to review that as well and talk about that draw. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know, Pez, that there won't be a draw on the grand final day because they will play extra time. But with us, Pez, we might have to play extra time into next season and uh, kick, kick off things next season with uh, some sort of decider. Yeah, I'm not not in the pre-season, though, just in the, in the normal season because pre-season is rubbish. And we're already speaking about that. Hopefully, we get back to normal living into next season, 2022, and we can actually go to the footy more often. Uh, than we were able to this year as well and maybe uh, get into a sneaky grand final uh, at the MCG. Hasn't been there for a while, so I'm missing that. It hasn't been there for a while, Pez. That would be very good to get back to football, get back to some bevies at the football and having some live punts uh, with some mates and listening to some uh, D's fans from behind you and you uh, rile them up. So it'd be good to get back out there, Pez. But, uh, you know, if you haven't got the jab, go and get the jab, um, obviously, so we can start to to go back uh, into some of that normality. All right, and uh, we'll see how it goes this week with all the uh, protests and things like that, all the updates from COVID, kind of uh, overshadowing what is a grand final between two Melbourne-based clubs. So best of luck if you're a Melbourne supporter, you've had a long wait, I'm sure. Um, if you're a new Melbourne supporter, like the young ones like to do, like to jump on the uh, the new ones, I hope your team wins and then your team will probably win next year as well because you jump on the bandwagon of someone else. <laughs> but Bulldog supporters, you've, had, you've tasted success and you know what it feels like and they'll be hungry for more, so best of luck um, to those Doggies fans. I'm sure it'll be nervous times for, for those supporters and everyone else. Uh, enjoy your grand final day with, with whatever you do. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different experience, Pez. I was talking to a Melbourne fan earlier, and it's the lead-up to a grand final before your team has actually played is, is an amazing thing, and the nerves there. So good luck to both teams uh, and both fan bases, because as much as I don't like the Bulldogs, it is a really uh, you know amazing feat to make the grand final, and you should definitely um, live up, because you know 54 years for, between the drinks for Melbourne supporters, it's almost been 20 years between that they've actually made a grand final again. It's a long time coming, and you know may not come again in your lifetime, so definitely live it up, enjoy the game and uh, if you're having a punt as always pet, just bet responsibly enjoy stay safe uh, and, and that's it for us that's it uh, signing out uh, I'm getting excited I might start uh, on the, the VBs now and uh, head into the grand final straight away source so I'm Pez peace out I'm still source we'll catch up next time guys <laughs>